0: Come up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the horn.
2: Five hours, five days a week. We're into hour four, and it's a busy one. We got a lot to do. Also, we will include Nick Shuley with our set list ATX, the picks of the weekend. Also, Nick always comes with prizes. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see a legendary Texas singer songwriter. Dose of them, babies. Dose, plus another trip into the Saxon pub for you and a guest. We will get you caught up on that at the bottom of the hour.
3: Ty, people love your story, man. You discussed it, and you also brought joy to a lot of people. (laughs) What's your story about the bubble guts going horribly
2: wrong for you? I I tried to tell the truth. Yeah, the whole truth.
3: (laughs) We even had we had an airline pilot hit us up too, on the text line and said, as an airline pilot, uh, there's no way I would have finished that flight without wearing his oxygen mask. No way. No way.
2: Or her oxygen mask? No, you'd have to be inside your shirt the whole (laughs) way home. Think about the people that were back
3: there in gin pop with oh, like I don't know. I want to think
2: about this anymore. It says Ty, you were a legend. That's (laughs) true. That is such a great story. It only happened to you, Ty. It is a great story. It says, guys, I have not listened laughed so hard listening to your shows since that story of you guiding the horses dangling. What a horse is a mule. (laughs) <laughs> or donkey. It was a donkey's dang <laughs> <laughs> uh, We won't be telling the Nunley story today. That's not gonna happen.
3: Oh uh, no, you can't top Ty's story today. That's this you know, you know, you, can't, you gotta you gotta just let Ty just have this uh, this day. If as, you missed it, we're not repeating it, on, let's say that. But we can't repeat we can't repeat it, honestly. But we will You can you can go back and I'm podcast assuming our it.
2: man Jacob Standard, our digital director, will be putting that out on our yeah. Twitter Twitter grams.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to tell a story. The top ties, but bubble we'll guts go, going wrong story in front of the, the track so team. Hold on, so the track team did no, the, the great, girls
2: cross country. The dude.
3: girls cross country was a great detail in there too, because they're, they're they're running slow enough to see track. If you run track, you're wrist sprinting a little bit, well, so you like, can see the cross country. They're kind of jogging, so they're like, What's like one going? of those
2: um, '80s '80s movies. <laughs> yes, it in is. full <laughs> pads, in full pads,
3: <laughs> in full pads, and you were just, oh man, it was so good. Okay, we we won't spoil it, but if you missed it, we will get that posted for I you Think ASAP. over the
2: top is the socks
3: oh the socks were great but then having to wash your own pants
2: and wear them <laughs> i think I, th- I if i remember correctly you wash the socks right Do you change he your socks i them. had an extra pair of socks yes. thank goodness
3: and you washed them in the sink which also did you clean the sink after you washed your oh. gross
2: who knows <laughs> bio- it's hazard. a middle school locker room it's bio- gross in the first place
3: biohazards oh man that's so good
2: and by all the way, right. someone said uh, Ty. Well, where is this guy? That, you know, they, their texts are coming in so fast. Oh. Uh, but somebody said I, I, Ty, I had the uh, the same situation. Where'd oh yeah, I
3: saw that. Someone said they so actually Ty had some the city. exact
2: same thing happen to me in high school. Yeah. My career. I had to go to the bathroom after eating some bad me- me- Mexican food. Made it all the way to the field house only to discover the doors were locked. I had no! to go behind my coach's car. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just got to go, got to figure it out. Got to go, got to go, got to go fly. right now. And the train ain't waiting. That is yeah. fantastic. The train's
3: moving. Behind the coach's car, hiding <laughs> in shade. <laughs> now I need details. Did the coach ever find out who did it? Did uh, you ever, did you, did you actually confess to it to your coach? Like, coach, because think about the coach, you take that personal. Because you know when there's, because I'll tell you a little story. Well, oh, they
2: think you did it on purpose. Well,
3: because we find human human stuff and dog stuff look very different. And if, if you find human stuff somewhere on your property or by your car, you're going to think a human did that out of spite or some, for some mean-spirited reason, like somebody singled you out, like, man, I'm going to do this right by them. because I, I hate E. Hogan this much. Wouldn't you start thinking that? Yeah,
2: you would think they did it on purpose. And that was like a slight to you. Yeah, it it's like, like it was a somebody, message. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> so I wonder if, like, there's a there's a whole Office episode about this with Michael Scott.
2: Because <laughs> you know the coach found it.
3: Yeah, you know the coach found it. It was like, hold on, man, looks like human. Who's oh, leaving the- their mark in my car? <laughs> Coach was like, Coach thought about if you if you never confess, texter your coach is still thinking about who in the hell dropped the deuce by my car that day, and they still can't figure it out. They got their suspects, but they don't know who it is. That's great. <laughs>
2: That's disgusting. All right, we'll be that done with the disgusting, disgusting stories Sorry, for a while. Guys. But I do want to play you something coming up because oh. I, I pulled this for you, Rod. We'll do uh, who said stuff. that before the end of the hour. But I want to Can do a little see. audio in here before that segment and our set list ATX because Deion Sanders was on the McAfee show yesterday and uh, he said something about Travis Hunter that I wanted you to hear. You played corner at a high level. Deion was your, your idol growing up. Oh, yeah. And then we'll have we'll have some thoughts from Travis Hunter too because he's really the story. You know, there, there, there are big stories in college football coming out of week one. Transfer portal, mm-hmm. clock time games are going faster, you know, the upsets that happened. The Big Twelve had a terrible first week. But um you know, Travis Hunter's as big a story as anybody with his hundred and twenty nine snap performance, best player on the field the entire day. Uh, and what a different different breed he is. But uh, before we get to that, Rod, I want your Dion and Travis Hunter. Let me remind you I've got our if you're watching our Twitch channel or YouTube, I got the burnt orange can of Bud Light right here, Rod. Oh yeah. Burnt Orange Bud Light. Ooh, it's the commemorative, can. Baby. I'm not gonna crack it open because it's nine ten in the morning, but uh, you can we're gonna be on Saturday uh, for our it's the game of the year in college football, game of the year for the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be at the field house at the crossover. Watch point. Fieldhouse baby. at the crossover for the watch party of all watch parties. Uh, if you've never been to the Fieldhouse at the Crossover, oh. the, uh, the, the, the spot is, the, the Field House at the Crossover is the best spot to watch this game on Saturday, whether you're inside or outside on the field, uh, you know, taking it in. It's right there in Cedar Park, uh, HEB Center mm-hmm. at Cedar Park's on one side of the tollway. This is on the <laughs> other side. Just ways it or Google it and you'll get there. It's so it's, but, but it's really two minutes from the, the, the HEB Center at Cedar Park, but that's where we'll be, Rod. We've got, uh, let me get you the drink special. Oh, we got
3: some Bud Light specials.
2: Bud Light specials, and you Love and I it. are going to be on.
3: Uh, we'll be out there early because we'll be doing the pregame. Yeah, 3 we're 30 to 5 30
2: live on yes. the horn.
3: So we'll do the pregame out there live, and then we're gonna stay out there for a little while and hang out, watch some of the game and kick it, and that'll be our official watch party. It is a great spot. You can bring the kids too, because it's huge. huge. They got, feel, they got multiple fields all over the place. The inside area is huge too, so you can go outside and sweat a little bit, Great you can go food. back inside. Food trucks there food trucks too outside. Great. It's uh, awesome.
2: So while we're we're there at the Fieldhouse on Saturday. Fieldhouse at the crossover. Eighteen dollar buckets of the Bud Lights. You get five of these bad boys for eighteen bucks. That's right a really good deal. While you're watching the Longhorns, and then sixteen dollar pictures of Michelob Ultra. Uh, if you would rather go with that, a picture of the, the Ultra. Uh, do that while we're there. We'll be watching the early games, the two thirty games, or big big Texas A and M Miami game down in Miami. How about the Aggies going to South Florida to play the U? Also uh mm-hmm. the other big two thirty games. So we'll be watching those, doing our pregame, getting you ready for the six o'clock kick, Texas and Alabama, field house at the crossover. Come on out and join us. We look forward to seeing you out there. Uh, you said five dollar bucket of Bud Light? Uh eighteen dollars for five Bud Lights. Eighteen dollars for five Bud Lights. Yeah, you, get, you get a bucket of five Bud Lights in these burn orange cans sure. right here. Boom, boom. Eight. And then uh you know, you got five of them. That's a good deal. Nice <laughs> right, and ready to go. So that's where we'll be. So make your plan, and we're gonna have several big watch parties there. I think the Oklahoma game uh, for folks back here are gonna be there, and uh, another game in November. So we're excited to get out there. Field House at the crossover with our friends at Bud Light. Come and find us and watch the game with your fellow Longhorn fans.
3: I know you're thinking it might be packed. It's probably gonna be packed, but there's so much space it won't even feel like
2: parking that. won't be a problem. They're gonna say
3: it it will be packed, but there's so much space out there it won't feel like you can. You, you there will be plenty of space for you to find your little. Nook or find your little spot where you and your family want to hang out. So, yeah, bring the kids. Don't be worried about, oh man, we got to get somebody to watch the kids all the time. No, this is a perfect place to but bring the kids.
2: There's something special about watching a Texas Longhorns game with a group of strangers and just, you know, turning around, making friends without even maybe even exchanging names with the high fives and the hugs. I'll give you that. Done that a few years at ACL under the big tent with the, yeah. the screens
0: they have under there. Or even if they and
3: lose, because misery loves company too. So, if you lose, you want to be around. People you can complain. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, get and you out of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right about that. Ty. That's a good point. You do end up making friends automatically with people you watch a game with. Yeah, during the same. Might be
2: some Bama fans there. Roll Tide. Uh. I'm sure
3: there are some Bama roll fans in the tide. ATX that'll probably roll be coming roll. out there.
2: All right, so there you go. Uh, can we? This says, guys. This says, uh, uh, where can I? Uh-oh. Where can I watch this game? If I don't? Have, if I have ESPN on Spectrum. People are making me mad. Well, come out and join us, Fieldhouse baby. Yeah, how and where do I watch it? You come to the Fieldhouse at the Crossover um, and hang with the, Ian Rod and Ty and the whole crew. Yeah, no, it's going to be a
3: great time. Uh, I, I've we, we've had a couple of remotes out there at the Fieldhouse, and every time I go out there, I've been impressed. I think we watched the Cowboys game. Cowboys, you, Packers, Packers Cowboys, Packers. Packers yes. While Aaron Rodgers yeah, was still a Packer game. last year, um, and that was a fantastic. And time it got out, to be man.
2: got to be rough because it was cold out. It was late, late, in like a November game. And your guy Dak Prescott threw two picks, two picks oh. in that game, and they were mad at him at the Fieldhouse,
3: man. Yeah, turns out that was just uh, foreshadowing for <laughs> the, the rest of the season. Bar for the course,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we uh, can we? Play, I'll play this for you, Rod. I know we've got a rant to get to, uh, but I wanted to play this for you because this is we're going to run out of show time here. Let's but I it. wanted to play you, Dion. Dion was on, uh, of course. Dion's on all the shows. That, He's making rounds, man. He's milking the opportunity to sell the program, which he mm-hmm. should absolutely do. McAfee had him. And this is a little bit. So McAfee starts talking about how good Travis Hunter is. Listen to Deion Sanders talking about his uh, his star young player.
0: This kid. First of all, you got to understand the commonalities that we share. Travis is a kid that really grew up in Florida that moved to Georgia, so he understood. You know, my 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 journey. Travis loves fishing. You know, I love fishing. Travis is pretty much a homebody. I'm pretty much a homebody. Travis is 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 really recluse to a point like I am a, a, as well when I don't know people and kind of stand offish. But when I'm in the crowd, you know, I turn into him, that dude. <laughs> Travis is all these things times two, man. Like this kid here loves the game. Last week I told Travis, look, you're not going to practice until Friday because, you know, you got a little hamstring or whatever. So just chill. I look out there on the field. He's going both ways on Thursday. I said, Travis, did I tell you not to work today. That's who he is. So this week, I say, you off until Wednesday. You know, we practice on Sundays if you didn't play 60% of the snaps just to get my guys, you know, ready, just to give the young guys some reps as well. Then Monday, we're off Tuesday, you know, Scott Report Day, Wednesday, we practice. So I don't want to see him on the field till Wednesday. I don't want to see him because I know what he's going to do. And I got to really keep him strong because I I went through this. I did this before. So I identify with who he is and how he is and what he is and what he needs to do to continuously be who he is. But this man right here is a dog. You saw on the shirts. We don't have captains, man. I don't believe in that foolishness. I believe in leaders and dogs. Every dog ain't a leader and every leader ain't a dog. We got some dogs. That kid right there is a darn Rottweiler, man. He don't play. He texts me at six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Let's go, baby. Let's go do this. That's the text I got from Travis at six o'clock in the morning. Let's go do this, baby.
2: There you go. There
3: mm-hmm. it is. The dog, Rod. Yeah, and I, I I will say, I do think he can play both ways. You just can't have him play every game both ways exclusively. I, if Dion knows this, so I'm not telling Dion something. He doesn't already know. He played both ways in the league, but it was situationally, alright, and other games, other matchups were prioritized, so in big games, Dion would play more snaps big on offense. Of games, too. Big moments of games, situationally, right? Red zone. You have special packages for those guys. So this game, I understood why Travis Hunt, This was his coming out party to the world. So that, so the world knows, oh, he can do that. But now, if I'm Dion, I make it more situationally and more matchup based. Can't have him playing 120 something plays every game. Well, and they nobody. To... That's, that's a pitch count that nobody can really stand up to.
2: Well, and as great as their numbers were, right? They won by three points, and it took a fourth down play to win it. Exactly. So so they still, and so needed every snap from him in that game, and it, it really set the tone for what this season can be for them. But he understands he has to regulate that. Let's hear from from the player himself. Though I wanted to play this for your ramp, Rod, because this is good. Here's Travis Hunter talking about that interception, the amazing diving interception he had. This is the mindset of the Rottweiler named Travis Hunter.
0: Dude, I did best. Be a ball hawk. That's what I do. I'm just a ball hawk, man. That ball in the air is mine. I don't care who watching, who thinks it's theirs. I'm going to take it no matter what. That ball is my eyes. It's just a great pick right here. I mean, this wasn't a coverage, but I seen an open dude, seen the quarterback eyes stay locked on on him. So I
3: thought I did the best. Baited the quarterback to throw me the pick. Learning from somebody that gotta to go to the jacket is special. I mean, that play right there, he told me that. I just had the instincts to go get the ball, take the ball away. I mean, he told me I seen the receiver close in alignment, ain't nothing else coming back that way unless they run in a mesh. But they didn't run in a mesh. My dude ran inside, picked the linebacker and tried to get the running back out. But Coach Primer already taught me that. He told me that months ago. It's just something that I replayed in my head in the middle of the
2: game. My there you go, receiver tight.
3: That's playing. my ball, Rod Ballhawk. I told I told people that there's some football players they're built differently and they're programmed differently um, in terms of their training and their upbringing. They believe when the ball is thrown that they have a right to it, that it just as much of a right to it as a receiver, and they operate that way. And he's so much of a ball hawk. He even just admitted, I violated my coverage. I violated my rules of coverage, all right? I broke them because I went and made a play. I, I That's how much of a ball hawk I am because I prioritize the ball even over my responsibilities in coverage. That was Trevon Diggs a couple years ago, right? He was like, no, no, I'll, I'll sacrifice rules and coverage. I'm going to get the ball, coach. So to hell with your rules and coverage, coach. To hell with, you know, your my responsibility in coverage. To hell with even the man that I'm defending when the ball is out there when the ball is either thrown or even if a ball carrier has the ball, that's what I'm going after. I said Derrick Johnson was like that, Huff Daddy, Nathan Basher. I played with some of them guys that was like that. So I'm not surprised. Travis Hunter, he sounds exactly like Nathan Basher. He sounds exactly like Dion. Yeah, those guys, they think about the ball. They don't give a damn about the man, the coverage, the rules, responsibilities. Nope, all that matters to them is the ball.
2: The ball. Uh, (laughs) All right, great stuff right there with Rod. And uh, there's Dion. Praising the kid, he was the number one recruit in the nation. Remember, this, mm-hmm. this shouldn't be a surprise. He was the best player in the country coming out of the state of Georgia when Dion brought him to Jackson State, now to Colorado. All right, let's get uh, Rod's rant for the nine o'clock hour.
3: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens <laughs> when people stop being polite and start getting real.
2: You ain't keeping it. Real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, What's you've done it on? now. It's time for
0: Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts.
3: All right, I want to get into, of course, Texas-Bama. We're talking a lot about Texas-Bama. I was looking at that Bama defense uh, from that Middle Tennessee State matchup, and I was actually surprised that Middle Tennessee State, I wasn't surprised, uh, but I'll say that it's something that really stood out to me. Right? It actually something that stood out was that how Middle Tennessee State moved the football against Alabama out of empty formation. Now, I've been obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with Texas having defended. We talked about that with Jalen Miro as dual-threat quarterback. But Middle Tennessee State, they had a lot of success uh, running empty formation against Alabama. They were they had 13 first downs total against Alabama. Eight of them actually came out of empty formation, eight of the 13. Their only touchdown came out of empty formation. Their quarterback had a 76, over a 76% percent completion percentage out of either empty passes or what they call an empty reload. A reload is when you start out and empty and then you shift or motion someone back into the backfield. Empty is when you have no one in the backfield. Those empty reload plays for Middle Tennessee State, they had three of them. They averaged over nine yards per play
1: Yeah,
3: out of those reloads. because what A reload is, essentially is going to give your quarterback more clarity about the pre-snap read because – Co- coaches will tell defenders this, and I've been told this. Of course, I'll tell you. When a team is in empty formation, you cannot afford to forsake your alignment and your assignment for pre-snap shell disguise. So you just say to hell with the pre-snap shell disguise, to hell with any pre-snap deception, i got to get to my alignment assignment right away because we're extremely stressed as a defense. And when that happens, the defense has to show their hand, show you exactly what their coverage is, what the responsibilities are, who is uh, assigned to whom. And then you reload as a quarterback, and you got a better idea of who's matched up against who and uh, what the coverage may be in that situation. So that's why that's why teams do reloads, and that's why Middle Tennessee State did it. And like I said, they averaged over nine yards per play when they had any empty reload uh, formation and situation. But out of empty, they were great. They How about this? I'll give you this. First down rate, that's how often you achieved a first down or converted a first down and empty for Middle Tennessee State, 35, over 35% that first-down touchdown rate was up as a 40%. The numbers don't lie.
2: Numbers <laughs> don't
3: lie. Middle Tennessee State, the, one of the only things they were able to do against Bama successfully was move the ball in empty formation. Uh, so if you're Texas, and I'm just going off the, the, the last two games. Now, Quinn and Hussarik, they didn't use a lot of empty formation versus Rice because he was really vanilla. And I totally understand that You only had three snaps of empty, period. So you were very vanilla. Only five sna- oh sorry, six snaps of 21 personnel, five of six O-line packages, only one target to motion. All those numbers will increase. But you go all the way back to last season, the last game of the season in the bowl game against Washington, Texas used empty formation uh, to help out a young Quinn Ewers and get adapted. It was nine plays total in that bowl game. And Quinn Ewers, was, he, was, he had 87% completion percentage wow. out of empty. He was dealing. Um, he looked really, really good out of Empty, and he was comfortable. Why? Because Empty cleans everything up. Like I just said, you got to get to your alignment this time right away, so no pre-snap shell disguise, which confuses a young Quinn Ewers. It also, post-snap, speeds up the clock of the quarterback the ball will and has to come out quickly he knows that also one of the big issues with the offensive line is simulated pressures amoeba fronts and having to pick up twists and stunts and those simulated pressures well you don't have to worry about simulated pressures and twists and stunts out of empty because they don't have time to run those concepts they can but they're just it's a fool's errand because they're just going to twist and stunt themselves out of the play <laughs> because with balls coming out right now um, so a lot of things that Texas, a lot of the challenges that Texas has to face uh, offensively can really be uh, addressed with empty formation. Getting the ball out quickly for Quinn Ewers, getting him in a rhythm, getting him in a groove, stressing the Bama defense, cleaning up the pre-snap look, and manipulating matchups. We talked about earlier, you go eleven personnel, one back, one tight end. You put JT Sanders out wide at number one. You put the running back out wide at the other side of the field at number one. Number one is the farthest receiver, closest receiver to the sideline, you count from the outside in. And then you put your best receivers, X-Man, A.D. Mitchell, J. Witt. You put those guys in the slot. That way you can easily attack the safeties, the nickels, and linebackers. Now, if Bama wants to uh, risk the structural integrity of their defense and move their cornerbacks inside to cover X-Man, A.D. Mitchell, that's great. That means you got... One-on-one matchups on the outside with guys like JT Sanders lined up with, I don't know, a safety or a linebacker. So either way, it'll tell you exactly where the matchups are and how you can manipulate those matchups. And, what, and the best thing for it, if you put X-Man inside and they put Kool-Aid McKinstry inside to cover him, even better because he's got a two-way go now. And as a cornerback, I can tell you, it is hell trying to come from the sideline where you got an extra man essentially because that sideline is your extra defender. To go inside the slot where you give a receiver a two way go. That'll help it'll help X Man in his matchup with Kool Aid if Kool Aid's going to shadow him. So I'm just throwing it out there. Empty worked against Bama. I know Bama, they should, and this thing about it, they should know how to defend it because they run it a lot. They ran it against Texas last year a ton, um, and I guarantee they're probably going to run it again this year. And they run it, so they should know how to defend it. And yet they did not have an answer for it against Middle Tennessee State.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's a great analysis as always, but. Uh... You could, it's one thing to know how to defend it, but to be able to, right? That's do you have, the, do you have yeah. the personnel? Because if you're going empty, you're you're going matchup across the board, and if you have the better personnel, then mm-hmm. you can you can know how to do it. You got to be able to do it, though. That's true. Um, different a different thing. Good stuff, right there. Rods rant as always on point. Talking Texas football, the strategies that will work against Alabama this week based on the excessive excessive. The intensive film study, but some would say excessive. It's right? excessive, too. too. Yeah, it's
3: <laughs> we'll both of yeah.
2: We'll, 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 mm-hmm. we'll come back. When we do, uh, it's the Set List ATX with Nick Shuley, also the, uh, U, the NIL activities that are going on around uh, the area for the Longhorns and all the sports, and some tickets to give away to a legendary singer-songwriter who's playing the Paramount Theater this weekend uh, Two pair. We'll have that coming back here on Ian Rodby.
0: Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook him up. 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn.
2: Yeah, Rod Babers uh, myself, Ty Henderson. Look, Casey Stuttered in the hallway. Let's see if Casey can hang around. We'll talk to him a little bit. I don't know what he's up here for, but that's good. It's good to see Case. Uh, Casey Stuttered, lifetime longhorn, who is shrinking, as we just said. He's, he's getting smaller. He's still a big guy, though. Don't mess with him. Don't yeah. mess with him. <laughs> uh, Nick Shuly is here as well. It is setlist ATX time, Wednesdays at 9.30. Our man Nick brings you the uh, roadmap to the live music week and weekend and the ATX. Also, what's up with the uh, the NIL activities of Longhorn players in uh, all sports. But this says bre- uh, Longhorn Bear, Texas, to tell us that breaking news for the music world, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones releasing a new album October tw- in October. It's been 20 years. Oh, wow. That's exciting. New that I means they're gonna tour again, Rod? The the stones? They gotta stop at some point. At I mean, some point you just stop.
3: Who, uh, can I they make know, can man. they make new music that's actually good? I don't
2: know. That, it's like that's S- the question.
3: Snoop's making new music too, but it ain't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, nobody, that's fair. When Snoop has a concert, nobody's like, Snoop, play your new stuff, dog. Play that new hot hot joint you got. I no.
1: don't think anybody does that with any band. They're
2: like they're never like a really Like play Willie, new, like Willie Nelson's got like a hundred
3: albums.
1: Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and <laughs> all they want to hear
2: is Whiskey River. Exactly. Yeah,
3: nobody wants to hear the new stuff, man. Come on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, Nick, uh, how are you? You we were in Baltimore
1: for a cycling race last week. I was, yeah, for the the big uh, the one big U.S. professional cycling race there is. Is that right? The uh, Maryland I, Cycling Classic.
3: Is that the biggest U.S. cycling <laughs> race for It is,
1: man. There used to be. You had the Tour of California. You had the Tour of Colorado. Tour of Utah. There were a bunch. And it was a big part of the circuit for you know mainly what is European cycling. The same, same level yeah. as Tour de France I kind gotcha. of thing. But they... But since kind of like all – it's called the UC, UCI Sanction Races. This is the only one that's left in the U.S. Wow. And so, yeah. And they're trying – I mean, they kind of launched it recently. I think it's only the – It's only the second year, and they did it in Baltimore, which is uh, like, like in is is it downtown Baltimore. Yeah, oh, Baltimore. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Baltimore man. is an
3: interesting town. It like is. To
1: uh, it's, it's, it. I, you know, I was uh, withholding my judgment from last year. was my first time there, and uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm ready to judge. <laughs> But uh,
2: <laughs> you
1: gave it a second We're chance. Under your verdict, yep. sir. We did. I was geeking out though because they had uh, You drive by in the final like few laps. You drive by Dunbar High School, which was like legendary for so many. I think basketball, football. Fo- yeah, and they had okay. some football guys too. And uh, and so yeah, you drive by Dunbar,
2: and that thing is. That is a fortress. Uh, yeah, it's big. <laughs> oh, so you were, you were actually in Baltimore, not like out on the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. We kind of <laughs> see. Yeah, you, you start out in the
1: country because they ride so far. I think they end up riding like it's like 130 miles oh, or 100. Gosh. So. Well, it's a and, race. Yeah, and uh, and so then so it starts outside the town and then it ends with like four laps in downtown Baltimore, which is uh, which is uh, cool, interesting. Wow.
3: That's sick. <laughs> but,
1: hey, down. By, I will give it credit. Down by the water, kind of in the harbor, there is it's, it's, it's gorgeous and yeah. like we're our hotel was right by. Uh, uh, Camden, where the Orioles play, you could see it from our sta- from where we are, and you could see uh, was M&T Bank Stadium, where the, oh, where, yeah. the, where, Baltimore, the where, Baltimore where the Ravens play. play. Yeah. yeah, so
2: that's kind of geeking on that a little bit. might <laughs> get thrashed. The Texans might get thrashed <laughs> might. on Sunday. You say might. Very sh- well,
3: likely
1: will get dressed.
2: Thank you, Rod. I'm, I'm trying to be a little Let's bit put optimistic. Some positive vibes out there. No, you know, gotta, CJ's going to have a big day. Oh, <laughs>
3: you Molly wopped out there by Lamar. It's all good though.
2: <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, all right. So, uh, by the way, I, 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 you better bring it strong this week because Mark Higgins was strong last week. Mark Man, Higgins was strong coming for your spot. You know, it's funny. Is Higgs, he he, he, text,
1: he texted me right after. I was like, "Hey, did you listen?" And I was on the plane, like when when it was going. And so I said, "No." He's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And, uh, and then I go back and listen to it, and I just. Love that! Right out of the gate, he comes out with like a Drew Bledsoe, Tom yeah. Brady reference. I'm like, what have I done? Man, Higgs is for those that don't know him. He was Lance Armstrong's manager for twenty some years. We always joke with everyone. He's the book you read because he was there for everything. Hmm. Like he's he was in and out of all the stuff. But he's one of those guys where we'll be doing stuff in you know, NIL, and and we'll say something. We'll bring up, like, oh, yeah, you know, you two or, you know, this president. And Higgs like, oh, yeah, we went to a party once. It was over in uh, – it was in Aspen, and we were in this thing, and, you know, I was <laughs> hanging out with him. And, like, we all just sit there and look at him like,
2: who
3: are you, dude? I know, and, like, like – like, how do you have this story in the holster? And I've been knowing you this uh, long, and you're not going to tell me you hug out with well, look, like, this we, famous we, celebrity one night? The King I of mean, uh, <laughs> he has stories like that all day where you're like,
1: every day I uncover a new layer, and I'm like, you were the most interesting human alive. And he's in, like, the Lance Armstrong picture books. Like, there's all these... Picture books from all the races and stuff, and if you look at every picture, and you kind of we used to play Where's Waldo with it, we'd be like, oh, there he is, there he is, right there in
2: the back. Well, I mean, we all know what the uh, reputation of Lance Armstrong is now, but there was a time when he was a global oh, icon. Oh yeah, no question. And I mean, so you were you had access to all the parties, yeah, and all the presidents, and all the fun. Oh yeah, Higgs has amazing stories. <laughs> <Okay>. Well, <laughs> we might have to invite him back. Yeah, so, exactly. You're uh, replace so me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you can't be replaced, Nick. <laughs> Cannot be replaced. Nick is the uh president of the Austin Music Movement. Uh you weren't here because you're not in Baltimore, you were in Nashville doing music business, which yeah. is good. I was, yeah. Hey, what uh, before we get to the to the music and these tickets to give away, one well, thank you for the to Jim Ritz at the Paramount and uh crew over at the Saxon pub for getting our audience who who loves this segment in to see some live music. And you give that opportunity, what uh What's the are the any NIL things happening? I know last Thursday before the kickoff of the season they had a big one at the co-op. Anything going on? Yeah,
1: it, I mean it's a little quiet right now just because we're kind of easing into the season. We'll uh, we'll have some we'll have some smaller things, but it's uh, yeah obviously the guys' schedules are a, a little different now, so it's. Uh, it, it'll be well, now at the time, I want to do one with a volleyball team. We should do like yeah. a, a mm-hmm. meet and greet with the volleyball player they, or something. Uh, they would be totally down. So, That'd be I cool. think, yeah. And I mean, once again, they're in the same thing, though, in season. But I, but they do have their nights, obviously, where they have off, et cetera. So, we could figure something out there.
2: All right, cool. Well, looking forward to that. So, uh, Nick, where are we going to see music? And uh, mm-hmm. uh, tonight is uh, oh, this is a good one down in San Marvelous
1: yeah i i you know i figured we'd give a little love wednesday was a little light on on shows but there you know we haven't given a shout out to cheatham street warehouse which i believe is owned by randy Rogers now it is yeah and uh so so kent finlay he does there's a songwriter circle. he passed away but he was one of the the legends that helped find you know george Strait, a bunch of other big artists and so they do in in like honor i believe they do this songwriter circle for up-and-coming songwriters and so definitely i haven't been out to it so i can't sit there and you know, give it that, but give it the the, the seal of sounds approval. Fun. But I bet it'd be cool. And Cheatham Street, if you haven't ever been there, it's awesome. It's such a cool
2: place with some cool history. Well, and you know, San Marcos is blowing up. The square they beat they beat hey, Baylor, they, dude, that number, the number one number one weekend, football right, team with, in the nation. Yeah, when <laughs> Texas State beat the Baylor Bears. That square was the place to be. And Cheatham Street's not far from the square. I know, I'm kind of excited about that UTSA game. I'm not going to lie. That it sounds like be. it's going to be going yeah. to be, be a little battle. Two thirty. Yeah, but that's yep. all be on when we're out there at. Uh, at uh, the cross and the crossover there, the mentor
3: versus Minty. I team? know yeah.
2: a,
1: that's a cool story. I yeah. heard y'all talking about Mike Craven and that story that he told. It was pretty Isn't that cool, pretty pretty awesome. Oh, that is you, a movie. Well, you know, because movie.
2: yeah, GJ Kenny was in Jeff Trailer's son's wedding this week, this summer. Wow, Dude, that's oh, how man. close. That's they how they close. That yeah. wonder yeah, how much they talked at that one. So yeah. It's like I hey, man. So, be <laughs> not some- about business Not, yeah. About, yeah. not this not, week, not <laughs> week. Alright what about tomorrow night uh, We've got some
1: stuff for uh, your live music week Yeah there's a really cool Waterloo Records in store With a local band Magic Rockers of Texas It's a, it's a pretty small band but up and coming But they're uh, I would say alt country from Austin And really really good sound I really like them And uh, I might actually swing by and check that one out
2: How does that work when you go to the Waterloo in stores Is it just, They just set up a stage right yeah, there Or you, just bring their amps
1: and you, go Yeah you walk right in They kind of that that little stage in the middle of the place they usually play a little stripped down set it's free they generally have a beer hmm. sponsor etc cool. so you can go by there have a good nice. little time like that's it Waterloo tomorrow evening yeah and then another cool spot on Thursday night the 13th floor it's around 7th and Red River kind of in the Red River Cultural District they have Moving Panoramas who are kind of the, the probably the best indie all female indie punk band from Austin they're really cool or indie rock i guess is better better description and then uh also that night at Hotspot over in cedar park that uh, it's uh, devin allman who's greg allman's son oh wow and donovan frankenreiter who was kind of in the whole jack johnson songwriter family mm-hmm. but they're doing this tour where they're attempting to break a world record of doing 50 shows in 50 states in less than 50 days which is if you've ever been out on the road which i have it is pretty grueling i cannot imagine what wow. that is like no That's thanks crazy.
3: Yeah, what what day are they on? Do you know?
1: I have no idea.
3: What day what state are they on? Like, what I'm kind of show think. are we yeah, going to get huh? that night? Date like exactly that 49.
1: <laughs> hey you guys, oh. we're just going to play real fast. <laughs>
3: Walking dead. <laughs> we're yeah, there. we're at the beginning of this and the yeah. end of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you
1: definitely want to be on the front end of that. Right? That's awesome. And then uh, Friday night, a pretty cool one for all you 90s country fans. Uh, 90s country fans, John Michael Montgomery will be at Green Hall. Ooh, he had some hits. He had some big hits in the 90s. Uh, and then a really, really cool that's Australian a green Hall,
2: John Michael Montgomery. That's
1: a green, yeah. Cool. A really cool DJ group from Australia is playing Superstition, which, if you haven't been to Superstition, it's over there on Riverside and uh South Congress, basically, it used to be, mm. it was the La bear Oh yeah, and, forever. Oh. And then before that, it was Steamboat. The, wow. one of the newer iterations of Steamboat. Every time I pass, I, it, I know I it that's
2: is. the most underused great oh, piece of facility, real estate yeah. in Austin. Man, yeah. they,
1: I believe it's booked by the folks at C Three and and Bobby and them. That's but about they, to take off, huh? But it is. It's they get a lot of big DJs. They're like the the only other time I've been there. Yeah, Dave Chappelle popped in after his set, oh, and wow. so there's like they get they get it's kind of a, I guess it's like the main you know DJ. It's a lot of superstition. One of man. the main. It's not I my scene, scene,
0: but
2: I heard it's cool.
1: Yeah, me either. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's a little interesting. I'm not I'm not in well, the Well, the really, band I mean, on Friday night
2: is called Knife Party, so maybe maybe yeah, they're <laughs>
1: awesome. They're really cool. They had they were up there as headliners at Lollapalooza one year. They're a really big DJ
2: hmm. group. Oh, right, cool. All right, then uh, one of your favorite rising country oh. stars on the Hot Spot on Friday night. Put,
1: put your money on this kid, William Beckman's at Hot Spot. If you haven't seen William, he is uh, especially with all the things I'm hearing from everyone. He's about to have a, a big, a big Look, rise, and He could be season.
2: your next uh, Parker McCollum. Yeah,
1: yeah, kind of, of keeping that Texas, that Texas, but getting big. And then scoot in a, a, a big kind of folkier band, Yolk Lore is playing from California and then our giveaway on Friday night is uh, Rodney Crowell will be playing at the Paramount and we've got Jim Ritz and the folks over there gave us two sets of tickets to give away for that and if you don't know Rodney he was in legend Emmy Lou Harris's band he played Armadillo World Headquarters back in the day he's kind of a you know from the same family line not really family but that genre of Guy Clark, Towns Van Zandt, all the Texas songwriters and then uh and he's written for everyone from Waylon
2: Jennings to Bob Seger.
1: He's, oh, he's wow. the
2: he's the real deal. He <laughs> is. And if you watch, uh, and if you watch the the country music series Ken Burns on, yep. K, on uh, PBS, the seven part series, he's all over it. He's Ugh. all over it because he, he, he he's a he, storyteller too. Yeah. So it's
1: such a good show to see. So if you if even if you don't win tickets, I'm telling you, go see that show. Ronnie Crowell is worth your time. That's paramount
2: Jeez. Friday night. Let's give away the two pair of tickets. Yep, two pair of tickets uh, Ty, because of your. Uh, your football story let's do what let's run number the call number, number 2 number <laughs> 2 number 2 and 3 number 2 and 3 the
1: dose <laughs> let's run the run the promo if you are caller 2 or 3 at 447-3776 <laughs> four, four, seven,
2: seven, seven, you'll be at the uh, Rodney Crowell show at the beautiful Paramount Theater you on Friday night or don't two, call two two if pairs. you can't Board's go over. friday night please do not call if you can't go we want to let people are going to use these tickets to go see Rodney Crowell, the legend. All right, Saturday night, Saturday night, Austin's best DJ
1: and my favorite DJ, DJ Mel. He'll mm. be playing three ten at ACL Live. He puts on a great dance party. He can DJ anything from, you know, eighties to to just straight up hip hop. He used nice. to be the resident DJ at Nasty's over on campus for years. He is he's the man. Uh, and then Ian Moore, another uh, another old Austin favorite. He'll be playing the Hill Country Galleria Amphitheater out there at seventy one and BK. Cool. And that's
2: a neat little spot too you know the hill country galleria they've got uh it's outdoor and it's about to cool off too next week by the yep. way it's about uh, to cool off which yeah, we're looking that. forward to <laughs> uh so ian moore man what a legend he is back in the day uh hotspot has another good one on saturday night yeah mike and the moon pies a band we've talked about a lot recently but
1: they'll uh, they'll be doing hotspot which you know hotspot's doing great on their bookings i really like what they're scoot
2: doing in. i saw the uh i saw sunbolt at scoot in a couple of weeks ago great spot in east austin Oh,
1: such a good spot, and so Dexter and the Moon Rocks will be playing, who are kind of a, another fast rising band. They they describe themselves as Western Space Grunge music. There you go, it's pretty specific. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, a, a, a kind of a big New York punk band's playing at Hotel Vegas over there on the East Side. Surfboard, that is uh, Blondie's favorite group and then uh, legend Van Wilkes will be doing the Saxon Pub, and that's our other ticket giveaway. And Van, if you don't know, he's super tight with Billy Gibbons. He's written for ZZ Top and some others. He's, he's He's solid. All right, Van Wilkes, I like that. All right, Sunday it is at the Continental Club. Sunday we have Hay Bale at the Continental Club, which is a kind of an all star group of country musicians for Austin. Lots of country this week, Yeah. Uh, but then we'll we'll kind of change that on Monday. So Monday we have uh, Blue Monday at Anton's with Soul Man Sam, who's famous famous blues musician who lives in Austin originally from Memphis. Definitely worth your time, and then probably what I would call likely the. Biggest show of the entire year, besides maybe Harry Styles. You yeah. got you got Drake two nights in a row, with mm-hmm. the, and that guy could Drake could probably sell it ten nights in a row. That guy is yeah, he's hot taking with over the 20- world. W-
2: with Twenty One Savage, who everybody loves too, but yeah.
3: they, have, they have an album together too. They put out yep. last year, earlier this year, and he's supposed to put out a new album, and it, it didn't come out. I don't know what the hell's wrong with
2: it. Yeah, it, I think
1: it will. They, they I like have, have a feeling it. where I have a feeling we're going to get it this coming week. We'll okay. see, but mm-hmm. uh, and so that'll be cool if it drops kind of right around when yeah, that makes, when the, no, when they're in be Austin. Cool. Yeah, uh, but that'll be that show will be. Uh, pretty star studded. That he's been bringing a lot of cool people out on tour, but to get that Monday and Tuesday night at the Moody's is a pretty big deal. So that'll that'll be a that'll That's be huge. nuts. Yeah. Two
2: more on Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, two more. We got Matt and Kim, a, a big indie band at the Mohawk, and Bonnie Prince
2: Billy, which is kind of art folk music at the Parish. All right, there we go. That's our live music week. We'll post those up I'm at the posted. website hornfm.com. Rod, Rod, you need to be at that Drake show. One of those, 2 don't you? Uh,
3: yeah, it'd be nice. Actually, um, my wife probably wouldn't mind seeing that, but she's
2: really pregnant. So. <laughs> really
3: pregnant. <laughs> and I can't go to Drake by I, I, myself. Yeah. With a Really pregnant wife. That's not the moment. I'm go feeling well. for your wife. That's a bad look. Yeah.
2: Really, <laughs> I've had we've had three kids, and so to, and my wife had two of our two of the babies were born in June. Oh, so, so you get summer. summer. Oh man. But your wife has had to endure the hottest, longest summer. She has. At her been. most pregnant.
3: Yes, she actually she's, left for a while and went to Idaho just to escape the heat. She did. She. Really she brought a play ticket for two weeks just to leave the heat. So that was a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah, well...
2: <laughs> She'd probably be miserable at the Drake concert because she'd be bumping oh, yeah. into people bumping into it. And oh, as yeah. soon as fall hits, I believe she's basically, when fall is really here, she's going to be popping that thing up. We did that once. Went to Green Hall when she, my wife was really pregnant Ooh, one time. Oh, you and got a trooper. She it was, I think it was to see Jack Ingram. She, because uh, we your wife's wife got a
3: thing for him, No, you? they're just they're, they're long-time <laughs> friends. Long-time they're friends. Still, though, she's got a little, a little crush. That's all right.
2: <laughs> no. She, but so, yeah, but she was pregnant and she was getting run into. It's like oh. starting fights. <laughs> high level, high level I, of patience. I told you on Saturday, Rod, <laughs> that I've never been in a bar fight because we were at the uh, Mockingbird Slim. I almost did that time at Green oh, Hall. Oh, yo, you had yeah, your
3: pregnant wife and somebody bumped into yeah, him, was, like, almost, <laughs> almost. it? Almost. Almost. It's that'll time it. to go. But it's like that someone point,
2: hitting your mom in a in a potty <laughs> <laughs> well, it's go time. Well, at that point, the, the guy back down. Oh, she's pregnant. Sorry, sorry, sorry. yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry you fell back. <laughs> Surrender, yeah. Yeah, her belly's out there. All right, we'll come back when we like, do. She's like, why his, are you here? Hey, t- hey uh, Nick, thank you very much, brother. Great stuff. Nick. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll come back with some. Who said that? It may
0: not mean nothing, y'all. Hook him up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
2: Oh, man, just got a text from Josh on the text line. says, man, I just called in one of those Van Wilkes tickets uh, at the Saxon Pub Saturday hey. night. But realize I have a conflict. I think he just rushed. Oh, wait, that's uh, when the Texas game is. <laughs> that's when the Longhorns are playing Alabama. Like, oh. So we're going to say if you would like to go to Saxon Pub on Saturday night to see Van Wilkes. Oh, yeah. Realize the Longhorns will be playing Alabama. But it'll be over by 9 o'clock, and then the Kronzer won't start till beyond that. So if you'd like to go to that show, on us and Nick Shuley with the live music update, the set list ATX. Call it's, Ty at 447-3776 and pick up those tickets. Yeah, but Josh but they, can't go.
3: But they okay. So the game starts at what time? Six six o'clock. And the show starts so at what time? Uh,
2: I don't usually at a, at a concert. they probably after nine. Like the
3: new rule changes, you should be. You should maybe just make because the rule changes are basically keeping these games like right under three hours and 30 minutes, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so, if Especially that if you go over and watch the game somewhere close but, over by uh, Saxon Pub, Golden like Acres, like, somewhere like that. What's it's that? Golden Gold N- N- oh, oh, Acres? Oh, Golden Acres
0: is a
3: good spot. I've watched the game there before, too. And you want to basically want to prepare for success. So Texas is going to win. You can go party at the— Golden you know, Acres would say, be a bold, good spot. In yeah, downtown. go party and go watch the Van Wilkes Concert.
2: Yeah, there's a, what's the place there's across from uh, I, I, Alamo Draft House, uh, Rod? That there, there's a cool spot there. Which which Alamo? Uh, the one on South Lamar, right there by Maudie's.
3: Oh yes, is it hi, is it highball or no? Yeah,
2: well, well uh, it was like the bowling spot or
3: whatever it used to be back in the day. The you other, talking about
2: that? Uh, it's on the other side. There's a cool spot there at the corner. That I it like. is, it is. I know what you're talking about now. All those little strip, cool places. There. Yes,
3: I've been there before, and I want to say it used to be something else, and maybe they changed it, but I don't know. Used to have a bowling alley in there. I know.
2: Yeah, 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 that's a cool little area these days, uh, South Lamar. It's crowded, crowded. Construction's still going on, and they're still building stuff. Uh, last time I was over at the Alamo Draft House, there was when we did our Austin Gamblers thing, and you guys did the show out there. And uh, oh yeah, you know, I think so it is cool. the
3: High Ball that's over there. Yeah, am yeah. Wrong about that. I think it Ty is. Oh yeah, bar. it is it.
2: Ty will know the bar. know the, wants the ball. bar. The High That is the High Ball. When you're when you're on South Lamar, crossing the Alamo Draft House, that little that little joint on the on the light on the corner.
3: I don't Good know the spot. If it's
2: so yeah, I think it's named after the street name.
3: I don't know if it's the same. Barton Creek Saloon. No, um, I'll find it. Oh, you, you don't like it, that place, Are you too? talking
2: across the street from the Alma Draft House yeah. in Lamar?
3: You're Lamar. Across the street? Oh, no. It's Caddy on the corner same Corner a little side. bit. No, Highball's on the same side. That's, in the is Ponce that, that not Bolden
2: Acres right there? No, that's Bolden Acres are all the way down at Old Torf. All the way down at Old Torf. Okay, okay. yeah, no. I'm not familiar with that. Gibson's that Bar. Gibson Gibson's Gibson's Street Bar, bar. yeah. Gibson no, no, Street Bar. I am familiar with that bar. That's a cool place, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice place Oh, it's by the
3: Odd Duck. The yeah. restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And, yes. oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking
2: Gibson about. Gibson Street Bar. I watched a Texas game there one yeah, time. It's yeah, yeah. good. It might have been one of the bowl games. Good Bless. spot. Black Sheep. Lodge So is great. watch the thank game you, there and then go over and see <laughs> the Van Wilkes show at the Saxon Pub. Who'd you, who'd you give those tickets to? Ty, <laughs> do we get a winner? Yes. We have Ty's doing about seven different sorry, things right now. Uh John Cadena. <laughs> yeah. John Cadena. And thanks to everybody texting me saying Gibson Street. And thank you for listening to the show this morning. Rod, what do we have in the Who said that? We got some Who Said That?
3: Uh, we got a couple of uh, who said that that I sent Ty. Since I'm a bunch of them, and like you said, Ty's doing like eight different things at one time. So, um, Ty, you can just play one of them, and I we, we will
2: try to figure out who it is. We will
3: figure out exactly who it is. I gave you like four clips, so just play one for the people. If
2: you had to grade your performance today,
0: would you give yourself an a, B, C? I'll give myself a a C. Give myself a
3: C. Ooh, what Texas? That's Kelvin Banks? D. Lyman gave himself a C
2: Ooh, that was on his D performance.
3: Lyman. Texas D. Lyman said, I got a C in my performance.
2: Oh, no, I didn't see any C performances on I the D. I didn't either, line.
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, he hey, grades himself on a really, really hard scale. Is that Byron scale. Murphy? That was Tavondre Sweat.
2: Who had an A-plus in my mind.
3: This guy led the country in pass rush win rate for D tackles at 37%. And he said he gave himself a C grade in the game. Damn, that's what's the kind an of bar I look like. like yeah. that's,
2: a, that's the bar I like. If you're a Texas fan, yeah.
3: Shout out to my man Corey Mose, who had that sound. Man, that is a that's that's a great piece of audio there. Uh,
2: who said this? Who did not give himself a high grade either for his or his team's performance on Saturday? Uh, who who do you think this is? And who said that?
3: I know that is that is the linebacker for TCU, Johnny yes.
2: Hodges. Johnny Hodges calling it like it is. Call and look, like, I mean that's that was having rewatched mm-hmm. that game yesterday. Yeah, that was an embarrassing defensive performance. As great as Coach Prime's team was, and as great as. Uh, that Shador Sanders was. They, they were there were a lot of help there from the TCU team. I mean, yep. they were really bad, and he just said it: twenty-two missed tackles, a million missed assignments, and their defense coordinator is getting ripped. But he did a great job last year on their run to the national championship. And yes, Amazing. they lost some pieces, but yeah. um, they got a lot of holes to fill. I mean, they did not. They did not. Uh,
3: they didn't play inspired. They didn't play, play at confident. all. They
2: almost over. I think they over underestimated Colorado. And, uh, not good. All right, what else you have? And uh, who said that, right? Uh,
3: you're not going to – it's going to be tough for you to guess this one. Right. But it's a Florida State defensive lineman. I just thought the audio was so good we had to play it. Here it is.
0: Oh, yeah, it was over. With, man. I think number 70, it was like, man, y'all good up front. When he told us at the second half, you don't tell no D-Loneman that. So it was over. With. When we heard him say that, number 70, it was over. We like, oh, we got him right where we want him. So it was You don't tell him. You don't tell me that. I'm going to oppose my will against you
3: all, all game. So. Florida State defensive lineman Joshua Former sang an LSU lineman kept telling him, Oh, man, you guys are good. Man, y'all good up front. During the game, Ugh, that's cringeworthy. That is, it's cringeworthy. You're getting beat like that. And you're like, Man, y'all are good. It's like, Well, I know we're good. We're whipping your butt. That's how I know we're good. You you're good? He kept telling him he's good. It's like, I know I'm good, man. What do you keep telling me that for? That's uh-huh. crazy. That's right.
2: crazy. Right. Who, said, uh, who said this? Who said this? Who said that? Which college football coach had this to say about his team?
0: Coach, when we talked to Michael yesterday, he mentioned how you guys are a team-oriented pass rushing unit. Mm-hmm. Is that something you guys ever have to fight against on the recruiting trail? Is it something other teams use as a tactic? Like, hey, their guys don't get stats. Well, we usually fix that when we show them how many we have drafted and that is silenced because we put Travon Sachs up there and say he went number one overall. We put Devontae's up there and say he went in the first round. We put Quays up there. We put Nolan's up there. We put Jordan Davis's, and then they don't say anything. See? There you go. Who,
2: who said that, Rod? Receipts is what he's talking
0: about. Yeah.
3: That's Kirby. That, that's, that's Kirby. Kirby Smart. That's Kirby Smart. That's Kirby, baby. That's a that's good Kirby. question,
2: too, because yeah, uh, Georgia's defense, they don't have guys with, like, 20 sacks. They don't. It's crazy. They don't. But then they go number one overall and it, all drafted in the first round. Because the film don't lie, the eye in the sky don't lie,
3: and when what they test, what does that test-
2: mean to you, Rob? When you say team, team sack, team defensive sacks.
3: Well, the, it's, a, it's just because the guy who gets the sack isn't the one who created the pressure. Right. Not the one who cre- – who the guy who makes the play isn't the one who created the play. Yeah. And that's what, what Kirby Smart goes on. So you can, he has one guy blowing up a play, another guy taking on a double team so you can win the numbers, a, you know, another guy crashing the edge, and it's all designed so that one guy can cash in and get the sack, but it was created by three, four different guys. And yeah. that, that's why Philadelphia's like, we'll take the whole defense, please. <laughs> we'll yeah, give take me, the give whole – Jalen Carter. We'll drive after all of them, because they work really well together. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah they, that's right.
2: They took they took Jalen Carter and <laughs> Nolan Smith this year in the first round. Yeah,
3: they're like these guys work well together. We know how to use them too. Kirby Smart gave us the blueprint. We're good.
2: That's good. Uh, one I'm, more. Can I give
3: you one more? Yeah, good. Just real Let's quick. One
2: more on who said that?
3: Uh, all right, who said that? You'll like this one. Man. I think you're going to figure this one out pretty quickly. Here we go. Professor
1: Taylor, if you're seeing this, please let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight. I think at twelve, so it may already be twelve. Hey, Riley, great game last night, man. It was so exciting. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. But, you know, Wesley Williams and the other linemen who were in the class, they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time, so why didn't the
0: quarterback? So no way, man. No
2: that's the professor. Wow. That's
3: the professor. <laughs> That's I, Riley Leonard's professor who didn't want to give him extra time for his assignment after he pulled well, the upset know, win over Clemson. The and Duke it was the leading rusher
2: on their team. Come on. Well, well how but about you, this though? E? His
3: lineman it. threw him under the bus. I'm. You saw on. that? His lineman basically told the professor, "Like, hey, man, we got our stuff done. The quarterback, he on his own. I Don't know why. What? What? His problem That's is a
2: fair. Fair point by the professor. I can't give you slack when I'm not. You know, they got theirs done." So it's clearly it was Duke. But, hey, hey, Professor, I got a lot more film study to I'm do. i I'm the quarterback. <laughs> I
3: got a lot of stuff to do. Come on. Uh, come he, on, man. He
2: is going to Duke. A little yeah, different. Yeah. They that's still true. play school at Duke.
3: <laughs> that is, that's a great piece. Of, and I will say this, too. For the quarterback, what's his name? Riley. You got to know, professors, they always respect the office hours, man. You want to get extra credit from a professor? Brown you go kiss butt on that office hours, and then that's when you personalize everything. That's when they'll hook you
2: up. Show up, sit in the front row, yep. and check in on office hours.
3: <laughs> you tell them that, man. It works. It works every time. It hey, does. Coming back.
2: We got a very special guest, Jerry Hamilton. Jerry hey. Hamilton inside Texas. There's a big commitment coming down today on the recruiting front that involves the Longhorns. We'll get you details and a prediction from Jerry. Also his thoughts on this matchup with Alabama. He's one of the best. Jerry Hamilton coming next
0: your exclusive home for the Jim Rome Show.
2: We also have an affiliate in Austin. You'll never find anybody anywhere who doesn't think that that's one of the best towns ever. It is. Big shout out to our new affiliate in Austin. The Horn, 101.9 FM in 1260
1: AM. The Jungle.